So let's see. Yes. Okay, it is working. So we 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 um we record the class. Oh, okay. Um, and I'll the, try not to say anything stupid then, so it doesn't come back. Well, wait a second. If you do that, do then it. it wouldn't be our recordings. Um, Fair. Um, Fair. It's it's you know really serious. This is a real raw class. Um, and um, I don't think there's ever been anything totally inappropriate. And if there is, then we just don't post it. Um, and, and you know, um, it's, seriously, we do have a podcast. Uh, beyond the wedding, um, and is listened to internationally. You know, we have like ten followers. You know, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, but there's been enough people that have said we can't make all your classes, and we actually want to be able to hear um, what's going on because we try to give very practical stuff. Um, and um, yeah, um, because of that. Um, we keep it real. We definitely keep it real. Yep. Uh, like I said, everyone's so busy, but I'm glad to have new faces. I'm glad to see old faces that didn't come out right. Seasoned faces. Seasoned faces. Familiar faces. Familiar faces. I think it's because we're in this setting, because usually the lecture style kind of throws us off. <laughs> yeah, I've just it's it's um, the class is going through transitions as you all know. So uh, we're just going to keep trying trying new things and see what happens. You know, Lord hasn't told us to to do anything different. Uh, so we're just going to keep walking. So today uh, we're continuing on with the relational wellness. Um, and um, last well not last week last week we talked about Mother's Day. It was a really good conversation. Thank you for all you are here um, and the conversation that we had. Um, but a couple weeks ago, we talked about the need for our hurt to be emotionally cared for in order for us to address forgiveness to the fullest. Pastor gave a really good sermon on, on forgiveness, but um, the one component that he didn't emphasize was really forgiveness is a choice, and we can say and choose to forgive but if our hurt has never been emotionally cared for, then the pain still continues to be there. So being able to um, come alongside and get emotional care for whatever that hurt is um, helps it to kind of heal and then be able to allow the forgiveness to go at a deeper level. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Right? Because I think we talked a couple of weeks ago. It's like, well, I'm choosing to forgive, but it keeps coming up. I'm choosing to forgive, but I can't. I'm choosing yeah, to forgive. It's because the hurt was never, never addressed. It's like, you know, it's 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 like getting a cut that needs stitches, and you keep putting a bandaid on it. You know? Yeah, I got cut. I got cut, but this is this will fix. I got cut. This will fix. And in the meantime, you know, there's blood all over the place. You know, it's because you didn't do what was necessary. You're trying to put the fix on it, which is forgiveness, and you're making the choice to do so, but the proper care never took place. So therefore, the healing is not going to be as effective. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, and I repeat, I got in about two in the morning. Um, you know. No, not 2 p.m., all right? So, um, and I was with baby all weekend, so if, if I'm not making sense, please tell me, all right? All right, 
for this week, we're going to actually be talking about fear. And I really believe that Pastor is looking at our notes. But we're focusing a little bit on fear. Uh, but as it relates to relational care and relational wellness. And I'm going to begin by reading a story um, from David Ferguson. For y'all that, that don't know, um, David and Teresa Ferguson um, run a ministry called Great Commandment um, Ministry, and they work with um, emotional care, relational care, emotional healing. Um, basically, um, we all go through life. Well, actually... All right, girls, you're good at summarizing. Can I put you on the spot? I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to you. I know, I know. I, I was going to ask them to summarize what it is. Bottom line is, these, these, these young ladies here, all three of them as one family, are some of the most amazing people you ever want to know. And their small size may be deceptive because they're very powerful. And um, I'm just picking on them because I can, because I've known them for so long. Hey, Mighty Mouse was strong. <laughs> exactly. But um, just to catch you guys up, because you're brand new, um, we all have emotional needs, and they're as valid as our needs to eat and to breathe and to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And when our needs don't get met, there's a residue that's kind of, we use this term emotional cup. Um, emotional cup is this capacity to, to handle the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, and when there's hurts or our emotional needs don't get met, kind of junk goes in the cup. When our emotional needs do get met, good stuff goes in the cup. Well, if you don't take care of what's in the cup and you got all this bad stuff that's stored in the cup, then what comes out is a bunch of junk. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So how do we how do we um, clean up the junk and make sure that as we're processing throughout the day and throughout life that we um, recognize whether it's junk going in the cup or good stuff going in the cup and how to help each other deal with that. So that's kind of the foundation of where this class is, and we look at that all from a biblical perspective. But today I'm going to begin with a story that David Ferguson um, laid out. And he's a therapist as well. He says, I remember seeing a couple um, years ago who were separated. The husband was a workaholic, putting in 80 to 90 hour weeks. His wife grew so tired of it that one night he arrived home to find that she had moved out, taking the kids with her. As they began to discuss with me the possibility of getting back together, I asked the husband, why did you work such long hours? He said, well, if I didn't do that, then we wouldn't be able to do what we do. I said, so what if you didn't do what you do? Well, then we wouldn't be able to have the lifestyle we have. Okay, so what if you weren't able to have the lifestyle? Well, we wouldn't be able to live where we live, drive the cars we drive, and then take the trips that we take. And what would happen if you didn't buy the cars and take the trips and all that? He said, well, I don't think people would be happy. I said, well, what would happen if people weren't happy? And then he said, well, I don't think she would be happy. I said, so what would happen if she wasn't happy? Well, I don't know what she would do. Well, what do you fear she might do? What do you think he said? She might leave. She might leave, and I'd end up being alone. And that's what happened. He's spoken into existence. So, 
Okay. All right. But he didn't realize that he was living his life in fear because of a deep sense of aloneness or fear of aloneness. Okay. Now, what was really cool, though, is that when the wife heard that, it broke her heart. She started to cry. She says, I'm not going anywhere. I just wanted you to be here with me. Mm. All right. I don't care if we take the trips. I don't care if we buy those cars. All right. Or do all of the things. Mm. And because she came alongside him like that, all of a sudden her love began to remove some of his fear. Mm. Okay. All right. So, Perfect love, cast out all. Yeah. Okay. So he, um, he, David wrote, he was freed from the lie that he had to buy things to be loved. Mm. Oh. Okay. Wonder where that comes from. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, all right, lots of lots of different stuff. So what what did you guys think? What did you guys see in your own life? And what did you feel? I mean, when when I read that story. I mean, how relatable is that story? Not necessarily with the alcoholism. I mean, just this Friday kind of happened. Um, Mom and Dad went out to do ministry, and so I have the house to myself for four Tuesday, four days. Four, yeah. <laughs> I have the house to myself for four days, and Thursday night I kind of noticed myself um, sort of withdrawing into myself, like I usually do when they leave town and I'm at home alone, because um, I take that time and I kind of herm it up is what I call it. I just sort of close off and I was like, wait, no, that's not what the Lord has for me because I started cutting out in the guy. I started like, and she's going through some hard stuff right now and I I can't do that right now. <laughs> I can't herm it up. Um, and so um, I noticed that right off and that's where that comes from, that fear of aloneness, right? Which is really kind of funny because you fear aloneness and yet we withdraw, mm. right? Yeah. right back which yeah. creates the aloneness, right? Right. 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 Because okay. you can justify it, and you can justify it to yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. When pushing it off, exactly. right? Like exactly. You were exactly. Yeah. And so, like immediately Friday morning, I texted, yeah. I texted my accountability partner and my um, and and his girlfriend and I texted her and I was like okay I need my rally squad because I'm starting to withdraw so squad, I like that. that's awesome mm -hmm. squad. I love it I love it I love it, I love it. I love it. Rally, squad. rally squad rally squad purpose squad yeah, yeah. okay to recognize it yeah. you know so what else I heard shift recently watch out for that one that one's good what else did we there were other people that. Uh, oh, I like what Renee said um, when you said the fear of being alone, and then she said, "I wonder where that came from." Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I like that because that's like questioning, mm -hmm. um, the root, self-reflection, the root, the yeah. reflection, yeah. yeah, yeah, the source like, of where it all. Where does that come mm -hmm. from? Yeah. Don't. Um, anyone else want to say anything? I like that. One of the things that, that we don't realize is how prevalent fear is. You know, uh, Pastor says that um, fear is mentioned over 300 times. Um, I've heard it said it's mentioned 365, depending upon which version. You know, at least one scripture for every day. Um, you know, 
Uh, fear not. Be strong and courageous. Be anxious for nothing. In all things, you know, give praise. It, and it's, we don't, what's the greatest commandment? To operate in, okay? And if we're not operating in love, what are we operating in? Fear. Fear, yeah. All right? But we don't recognize that. Because the opposite of love is not hate. No. It's fear. It's fear. It's fear. Yeah. All right? And because in this world, there's an ever-increasing amount of potential for hurt, you know, with the broken families, the... the um, all the divorce, all of the um, economic issues, all of the busyness of life that I have no time for you um, anymore, it, there, there lends itself more opportunity um, for hurts. Not to say there wasn't hurts in the past or anything else like that. I just think, how many of us can say that we don't go through regular hurts? Right, because right. Right? what's a hurt? Hurt is a broken expectation. A hurt is um, disappointment, okay? Um, you know, okay? You know, it's, um, we go through a rejection. Boss didn't like your proposal. Um, your your partner didn't like uh, the way you said something. They didn't like the meal you cooked, or you know, or, or how you did your hair, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful, we, we, we have a hairdresser here. Uh, I'm sorry, what's your proper term? Hairstylist. 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 I'm old. I'm, I'm old, so. I still call the little, the little the artist. I still call it a bonnet. So, you know. Okay, then we're good. Okay. <laughs> instead of a, instead of a, um, uh, a shampoo cap or something. Yeah, but when when we get that <laughs> so. that pain of like rejection, all right, um, the pain hurts now, and we can heal from it. But oftentimes, that also brings a fear of future rejection. Mm -hmm. But we're not necessarily aware of it, right. and this happens in any context. Yeah. You know, it's it's with a parent. Um, or it's with a child that says, hey, look at my picture, look at my picture. And the mom says, I'm busy. You know, I'll look at it later. Mm -hmm. All right? What is that? Rejection. rejection. That's rejection. Mm -hmm. All right? Yeah, you spend all day on that. Okay. But as a mother, i, I got to get dinner done. i got to get the laundry done. i got to get this phone call done. we got to make the doctor's appointment. we got to clean the room. I don't have time to look at your thousandth little <laughs> blue blotch on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Wow. No. Okay, but that's life. Right. Yeah. I think you know? we do it. We don't realize it. We reject people every second. We don't mm -hmm. realize they're not, doing it. They're not sensitive. We are rejected quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. And we reject others. And we yeah. reject and we others. Don't realize it. Yeah. We but don't we don't realize it. that we even something right. like that is is a is a. It's not a cognitive. Oh my gosh, they no. rejected me. I don't. Mm -mm. But sometimes, sorry, we talked about how we think, and that oftentimes, because of our past experience, mm -hmm. we jump from um, what the event is to a feeling, and we skip the thinking mm -hmm. part because the thinking is so automatic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. But that message is, well, they don't have time for me. You know, I called up. Um, I called up someone and I shared, you know, hey, I could really use prayer for this, you know. And um, person prayed for me and it was absolutely wonderful. Um, 
But what I didn't realize is that this other individual was also doing something. And um, that person never asked me for prayer. Right. Okay. Um, well, I mean, and that's, that's in my mind, okay, there is no ill intent. The person is, is phenomenal, um, all of this different stuff. But in my mind, it's kind of like, okay, I asked her for prayer. Therefore, I'm a lot more needy. <laughs> And she doesn't have, or he doesn't have the time, you know, or doesn't care about my, this is, all right, I'm not the only one that thinks these types of things, right? I know I'm not, all right? I fill in the blank, and we talked about the dangers of filling in the blank, but we all fill in the blank. And oftentimes what we fill in the blank with is that unhealed stuff, and then there's, there's fear, because like in that little scenario, there's fear that, okay, I'm not going to bring my little concerns to this individual now because um, she's going to think or he's going to think that, right. you know, I'm too needy. Right. I'm just going to be that, 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 that friend that calls right. when there's an issue mm -hmm. that I don't care about there and I don't want them to think, right? And again... I know for a fact mm -hmm. that I'm not the only one that thinks right. these types of things. <coughs> you're not. Right? You're not. You're not. I didn't know <laughs> right. that recently but, myself. What I did, because, you know, I'm, I am, like, I have a medical condition. Um, since, we're, since you said we're all being crass here, I have a medical condition. Where it's called PMDD. So basically, like, the week before your period, like, I go all hormonal and stuff. And so I was having an issue with someone above me. But I spoke, to, rather than get into it with her, what I did was I just, I was frank with her. I said, excuse me, this is my first, this is my time of the month. I'm very sensitive right now, and I don't want to talk about it. She tried to force me into a corner with someone else, and I, and someone else who I kind of feel bullies me sometimes. I'm like, no, excuse me. I'm going to go get the director, and we're going to talk this out, the three of us, because I already told you I'm very sensitive, and I want to have extra witness. So I just, I was crass with everyone there. I said, look, this is what's going on. I'm sensitive. This is the problem. So they're like, okay, so this is a serious address. So we all went into a private, we went into a private area, into an office, and we spoke it out. So I spoke to basically the boss. So the boss said, okay, I understand where this person is, you know, I understand where you're coming from. I apologize. This person was not looking at it holistically from your point of view and we will address this at a later time. So knowing, since I was frank with them and addressed, hey, I have a medical condition and I do not have the mental, physical, emotional capacity to deal with any of my issues right now, yet I did check mark, hey, this is a legitimate concern. I said, hey boss, is this, is this an issue? This is what happened and I need to know do I need to be put in check, or is this a problem? Is this a legitimate problem? Because I, I want to know. I, I want to be put in my place if I'm in the wrong. Sure. And this person was like, okay, yeah, you know, we agree, and this is something that we're all going to address in love because this is a serious issue, and we're all going to work it out. But they are respecting me, and they're giving me a couple weeks so that I am scientifically and logistically at my best place to deal with that issue. 
that's a real healthy boundary that you set. That mm -hmm. that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. That really is good because oftentimes we we are not aware enough. Mm -hmm. Self-aware. Yeah, you know. You know yourself. Well, and on the other time, sometimes we. How do I say this? You did it in a healthy manner. Mm -hmm. There's yeah, a lot of people exactly. that will say, "Well, I've just got this issue, so you and can't deal with it." Business. And right. it's none of your business, and, and legally, you know, it's nobody's business. And but we use legally. the issue right. as a justification. No law. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever that <laughs> issue is. Um, mm -hmm. So, thank you for sharing. It's a good, yeah. healthy ba balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it took a lot of balls on my part to just crush it down because that was embarrassing to me to even admit or even to you guys I mean to out loud say oh I have a medical condition and I get the crazies a week before my period I mean <laughs> right I might as well scream I have two menopause <laughs> Wait a second, that's not that bad. <laughs> I don't know. Why do you tell me, please? Oh, no. Okay, back to fear. Back to fear. All right. So when we're talking about when we're talking about fear, um, what are some of the behaviors that? Because sometimes it's easier to see a response than to see a cause. So what are some behaviors that fear might cause? What do you think? Anger. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fear can cause anger. Anger. Yeah. Doubt. Doubt. Mm -hmm. Okay. Isolation. Isolation. Yeah. Withdrawal. Worrying. Worrying. Yeah. Acting out. Yeah. How will we act yeah. out? Get super defensive. Defined. Yeah. From experience. Defined. Okay. I, I don't necessarily like. I I've become an open book, but it took a lot of like breaking down those walls of like I, you know, certain people I couldn't necessarily trust because I was you know, screwed over by them at one mm -hmm. point or one time or another. Right. And so I built up those yeah, walls. Right. There was yeah. like a, a handful of people that I opened up to and yeah. because of them, you know, I mean these two also, they they're genuine they they were genuinely there when stuff went down. So I I knew I, I had this friendship with them that was deeper than just like face value. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. That's cool. And as far as like acting out for you know, the sake of it's, it's, it wasn't like vying for attention. It was just to see, you know, who could stick with me. And mm. and I don't. I it's not for attention, but you know something. I can no, see but it's a test. It's a defense. Right. It's a defense that right. that goes up. That to... part's not like from experience, but right. I, I people I've seen people do that for the sake of like attention or right. just sure. test, mm -hmm. testing boundaries mm -hmm. that they shouldn't necessarily yeah. test. Or, sure, yeah. sure. Pity party. Yeah. Did you mean, Pity party, you I said behaviors those. that cause fear, you mean behaviors I do or behaviors that are done to me? Behaviors that cool. when we're operating in fear, what behaviors do we like what do I do when it, I'm well afraid. it's not just like what, what you do when you're afraid. Alright, so like like the story that David told, all right, that gentleman was afraid of being alone. Right. So he went and worked extra hours. Eighty hours, ninety hours a week to himself. keep his family, right? So he turned to addiction. Mm -hmm. I'm going to work really hard because if I work really hard, then I'm gonna be able to keep what I'm afraid of losing. Right. But in the process, learned that he actually, right. because he did that, mm. lost. Right. What? Yeah, so, right. okay. Um, 
inner vows sometimes happen. Mm -hmm. like, I'll never trust that yeah. person again. So then you just put up a big wall and mm -hmm. you know back away completely. You know, mm -hmm. inner vows. Mm -hmm. That will never happen again because I'm gonna. And a lot of times those those inner vows are their controlling vows. Right, mm -hmm. right, right, right. You've got that controlling. They, you up, they lock you up. They yeah. lock you up. Mm -hmm. It has to be like this, otherwise, yeah. you know. It freezes you. Uh, fear, fear will make something that's not happen happen. Yeah. Mm. You yeah. can make yeah. from fear. Yeah. Uh, I work in heights a lot, uh -huh. and I have seen people literally get up high, get up high on a pole, whatever it may be, and actually the fear kicks in so much that they'll they'll keep themselves oh, in that man. dangerous position. Oh, no. They will not move. Oh, no. It freezes them. Get you know, so in their mind, they're right, falling. Right. Yeah. It's dangerous. So it will stop them from coming down to the safe place. Mm -hmm. You can put a, 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 you know, a boom truck up there with a bucket, <laughs> and they will not get off into it. I've seen, mm. you know, fire departments have to come out and get it. And it was all because of fear. Almost yeah. like shock. So it's something that's within, I think, it was Joe that talked about how a lot of times, a lot of our actions is, you know, it's a subconscious thing. It's exactly, exactly. It's, 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 we say subconscious, it's because we're not taking captive every thought. Right. Mm -hmm. We're reactionary. Yeah. You know, um, there's, we'll um, get to this a little bit later, but there's something called object permanence. All right, if you're with uh, little kids, I mean like babies, mm. all right, you take a toy away from them, mm. they don't know, they don't look for the toy, the toy's mm. gone. You know, if your mom's not there, mom's not there. Right. You know, it's, right. it's, they don't have that, whatever is right in front of them is real, mm. and it doesn't exist if right. it's not. Mm. About four months of age, they begin to look for whatever it is. They recognize that there is something there's a possibility of something being there even if it's not visible mm. with their own eyes right. okay it's called object permanence right mm. and um hold that thought okay um because it's important um we've, we've kind of discussed fear a little bit where does fear come from the enemy Experience. Unknown. False evidence. All of the above. <laughs> mm -hmm. right. All of the above. Right. Fear comes from anything that isn't total love. Right. Mm -hmm. Fear comes from, right because perfect love mm -hmm. casts out fear. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have that total love, mm -hmm. um, there's fear. Right. All right. Now we've talked in many times past that total love and what love looks like is pretty darn skewed. All right, our idea, our worldly concept of love um, messes with God's concept of love. We don't recognize, oftentimes we say, well, God is a loving God. Right. No, the word says God is love. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's different. Mm 
God is love. Mm -hmm. Love is not, you know, we use love a lot as a as a verb mm -hmm. or as an adjective. It's a noun. I mean, have you thought of love as a noun? A person, a place, person. or thing. It's a person. Yeah. God is love. And we don't focus on the noun part of it. We fact focus on the verb, the action, you know, or the adjective. But when we get that God is love and the fact that we have that love, we have access to that love, that thing, you know, that, that it, it's a tangible thing. You know, we can write out a check on that and actually have it cashed. You know, um, that's the point where in our Christian maturity, if we get to that point, then we can live life with a lot less fear. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so let me see here. All right. Um, yeah, the, the verse that I was just talking about is 1 John 4.18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. What do you think about fear and punishment? You guys ever hear that? Fear has to do with punishment. Because it comes with That's torment. That's what the word says. It comes with torment. It comes with consequences. We're going to fear, you know, I'm not going to have enough money. I'm not going to have enough relationship. I'm not going to have enough self-esteem. I'm not going to have dignity. Jane, a quick just but mm -hmm, Of course. When when you I I mean when we hear the word fear is it all just negative? Fear is totally negative. No. Fear is we're to fear the Lord. That's right. a reverent fear. Right. That is just, <coughs> fear is helpful to keep us out of yes. dangerous situations, but the fear that we're discussing today is um, the, stifling. the stifling one. Yeah. So thank you very much for bringing up that point. You're very, so very... Irrational fear. It's irrational. Yeah. It's... Like you said fear like is a form of... Like you kind of torture yourself with those kind of yeah. irrational thoughts like, you know, they're going to leave me. They're not going to love me if I don't do something for them. Right. Mm -hmm. right. What you believe. Yeah. 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 Right. I'll just ask that question because we hear fear and right away there's negative. Yeah. Right. They're, and like Jean said, she made the statement about how fear can stop you from going, you know, right. Yeah, right. where you Paralyzed shouldn't go. Right. Yeah. yeah. I want to be fearful if I'm walking on the side of a cliff. Right. You know, I want to be fearful if I'm going to go visit, you know, the, the Grand Canyon, that I'm not going to hang over enough to, to fall off. Or two big bulldogs chasing you down the street when you were a child. Or we acting in a relational way to where you know the results. You know the results. Like you talked about the cup, right? Right. Knowing that those negative things, I'm allowing to go into my cup, only negative can come out. It's, 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 you know, you use the term, Johnny, irrational. Um, I know too many people 
that have had circumstance after circumstance after circumstance of either abuse or rejection or or whatever the case um, that to use that term irrational um, I'm not saying it works in every situation. No, 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 no. Some of it's justified, not necessarily irrational. I guess. The circumstances, I suppose. I love what you said about irrational. I love what you said about irrational. Um, But in the natural, when we have this circumstance after circumstance of circumstance. It just kind of becomes a normal thing to immediately get that fear. But it is is irrational when you look at it in terms of the word. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It is irrational, but it's like when you said that term irrational, it's like, well, no, wait a second, I'm justified in my fear because it's happened, you know, Um, but when we look at it from the word, so I really appreciate you said that word um, because for me in this discussion, um, that twisted something in my mind because when we are operating in those untruths, it is unrational no matter how justified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Based yeah. on the word. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's it's irrational that um it's irrational that I would still be married to my husband. Okay? A lot of you guys know my history. Right. All right. Right. It's yeah. irrational. Mm-hmm. All right. But yeah. God. Right. You know, but God. Um so, and actually, that does bring me to the next part. Luke 12, 11 through 12 says, And when they bring you before the synagogues and rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious about how you will defend yourself or what you should say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. All right? So when we're talking about fear, oftentimes fear and anxiety is rooted in worrying about the unknowns of the future. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we base that on our past. Right. Yeah. Based on yeah. evidence of what has come before. Yeah. Okay. Which does not mean that is what will be. Right. All right. In that respect, when you're thinking prospective fear, mm-hmm. it actually always is rational. Right. Because you are always assuming that you're right. seeing it only through the prism mm-hmm. of the past. Yeah. When the only time that ever actually exists is right now. Mm-hmm. So, and um, it's such a challenge, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of just recently when we went to Thrive and all that, I mean, God kind of really kicked my butt. And I was still seeing so many things relationally right. through that prism of fear. Mm. And I'm still going running right. through those same old cow paths. And yeah. it's like, girl, when are you going to stop right. that? Like, yeah. that, I can take that too. So relationally, really, even though we, we have great reason, we know what the experience is, maybe somebody's shown us who they are, who they're capable mm. of being, mm. we never want to go through that again. Right. It really is deeply irrational mm-hmm. to assume that that's going to exist in perpetuity. You know right. what I mean? That it's exactly. just going to continue on always. Yeah. It's different. Um, mm-hmm. And that's it's where that trusting God and that, that rat, that's, I mean, I'm still working on myself with that, okay. that mm-hmm. radical yeah, reordering of that. Yeah. Whereas stimuli fear, mm-hmm. like, Okay, there's a car crash I see right in front of me, and I'm responding like that. You know, that obviously was put into our brains as as by God, too. Right, 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 right. right. And it's a hard thing because it just, it's like that object thing. I felt safe in with this set of circumstances. 
And then, you know, when I felt safe there and I felt good there, I built my expectations around that. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. So fear and expectations in relational terms, for me, I've discovered, they're like yin and yang. Mm -hmm. mm. And oftentimes, <laughs> our expectations will build our fear. Yeah. yeah. We'll build our fear. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. broken expectations. Right. Exactly. So either. wrong. You know, you're in the right, in the wrong way. You're expecting yeah. from the wrong source. Yeah. Yeah. This, well, like you were talking about that self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's funny. You know, I'm gonna be yeah, afraid. That's true. That's true. We bring that. Yeah. We bring that into the relationship. We bring that into how yeah. we're operating yeah. in that relationship mm -hmm. with that other person. We do the same things that set up the same response from them. Mm -hmm. But it goes to, I think earlier, I don't know if you brought it up, it, it's like it's about slowing down <laughs> and realizing that that's the area that, like we were talking about the busy life, and right. we don't think about what yeah. we're doing, yeah. but we slow down to really think about why is this coming up? Why am I doing mm -hmm. this? Why am I doing that? Because we haven't slowed down to look at the process of it all. Because right. sometimes, like we talked about the timeline, it mm -hmm. started way back when. Right. And it's just been repetitive, and we don't stop and slow right. down. Why am I reacting like this? Why am I doing this? We don't take the time to slow down. Right. Well, oftentimes we just go to defense. So right, right. right. <laughs> I could have a question, kind of a comment what Teddy is saying. I mean, I appreciate what you said, and I, I, I agree. And then I also have a question about, um, and I can't think of that scripture. It says something like the, you don't keep going. I can't think of that. It's a psalm or a proverb, and it's like, if danger is in the way, you don't keep walking into it or something. Right. I can't think of that scripture but anyway my question is kind of like I understand what you're saying but then there's wisdom from your experience kind of mm -hmm. yeah sure it's important to have boundaries right if you're if you're dealing if you're dealing with a history mm -hmm. all right yeah and you've got this this expectation that because it's happened in the past, it will happen in the future. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have a choice at that point. Mm -hmm. Choices are to go to God and say, what do you want me to do? Right. What boundaries do I need to, to, to lay out in this circumstance? Um, do I need to express my heart and say, this is this, you know, and, and, and whatnot? Um, do we operate in um, the world's understanding? Well, in this circumstance, it says that you need to do this, this, and this, and this, okay? Um, or do we operate in, um, you know, other ways where, okay, I'm just not going to expose myself to that situation at all um, because I'm afraid of it, Right. you know? And there's not one answer. You know, when you look at scripture, there has been times where God has told people to run, right. pick up and turn the other way and leave. Mm -hmm. And there's been other times when he said, yeah. I don't really care if you don't have an arrow with you or any type of mm -hmm. military things, you're going to go in there and you're going to adjust you right. and you're going to be victorious. Yeah. I don't care if it's going to be a thousand to one. Right. I've right. empowered you yeah. and that's the way it's going to mm -hmm. be. 
You know, you look at the Israelites, you know. Mm -hmm. The Israelites, I don't, you're small in number, but you're going to conquer. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until they said, oh, we got this. We got this, you know. We're going to go and we're going to take them. But the Lord never told them. Mm -hmm. And they got defeated. Because they lost their fear of following and obeying what God mm -hmm. said. And they thought they could do it on their own. Mm -hmm. See, and when we're talking about fearing God, we're not talking about God's going to, you know, give me the lightning bolt exactly. if I don't obey. Yeah, exactly. All right. But mm -hmm. I mean, who here when they were a young kid wanted to do everything to please their parents? You know, when you're two, three years old, it's like, I just want mommy and daddy to, okay. I said when we were like two, three years old, I had to go real far back, okay? I would push Cheerios off the counter. Okay, maybe two months old then, okay? We'll go back a little further. I probably peed on my dad's legs. Guarantee you did. You know, but I mean, there's still something within us where we want to, if we're all honest, we want our our, our authority, our parents, yeah. um, we to want mm -hmm. we want their approval. It builds love and acceptance. Okay. It's a psychological, scientific okay. proof. We fact. we we want that approval. Yeah. Father, right. look what I did. Right. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. All right. And when we're talking about fearing God, it's this is a really hard thing that we don't get. God approves of every single person in this room. I don't care what your history. I don't care even what you're presently doing. God approves of us. All right. He might, might not like the lie that I told earlier. He might not like that I, you know, didn't respond when he told me to call someone. He might not like, but he loves me. He loves you. Un he has approved of us. It's funny that we think there's like some kind of standard of, of his love. I'm like, no, I, I you literally can't do anything to earn it. Mm -hmm. right. right. Yeah. I want yeah. my yeah, understanding beautiful. of the noun. Right. The fearing of the noun, love, God, to be such that my heart is broken because I disappointed my daddy. Right. Not that my daddy is going to come and get me, <laughs> all right, and and punish me or put right. me in a room or beat me up, or but that I just didn't make him smile that time. Yeah, I don't want yeah. to disappoint him. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to disappoint him. Yeah, am I going to disappoint him? Probably, Unfortunately, probably, yes. Probably, probably. But I want my heart to break when I disappoint right. him, mm -hmm. not to be fearful of judgment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's the what it looks like to have the healthy fear, fear. of God and reverence. Of exactly. Mm -hmm. All right. So when we're talking about overcoming the fear, um, the biggest and best way is through faith. Now you don't think of faith and fear too often. All right. Hebrews eleven eight through nine. By faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance, and he went out not knowing where he was going by faith he went to live in the land of promise right why was abraham able to do that 
Why was he able to have faith? Okay. Because why? It's a relationship with God. Because he knew God. Because he chose to look on the past experiences with God and bring them into the future, regardless of what it looks like. Because God was faithful to Abraham in the past. Will God be faithful in the future? Therefore, you can go out and do. Okay. I like how you said the past experiences with God. Because sometimes our past experiences, I think, was it Linda that said it? Or Sue? They just said something about the knowledge of the past. (laughs) The knowledge of my past. Mm -hmm. If I dwell on the knowledge of my past, just Mm -hmm. me, I'm in a bad place. Mm -hmm. Because I I think last week we we were listening to something and someone said something powerful. I think we wrote it down. about how our knowledge can be our the one the thing that handicaps us Mm -hmm. because of our past experiences and i'm thinking that and i've seen the results back then Mm -hmm. it keeps me from trusting god Mm -hmm. totally Mm -hmm. because i'm stuck on what happened back then Mm -hmm. but if our experience with god with god with God and what He's done and, and how He's, he's come done. through and how He delivered and how He set us free. It just goes on. Right. All and those things. To, but 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 I, I know for me, I speak for me. I have to snatch myself back to that. Though. Right. That, that God. That God was. That that God was with me then. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it wasn't because now. I was right. lucky. It wasn't because I was right. good. Right. It, it wasn't even because I was bad. It was that God was with me. Right. One of the most powerful um, um, exercises, that's the word, um, give, me, give me half a second, Linda. One of the most powerful exercises that you can do is when you look back, um, we, let me rephrase this, we need God, period. God alone is not enough, though. God is a relational God. The only time he said it's not good is when man was alone. But man wasn't alone. Man had God. Right? All right? So God is, God is, our God is the only relational God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in one. You look at all the other little G gods, they're solo. All right? Unless you want to talk about the thousands of gods in the Hindu religion that don't relate to one another. Okay, including the God of destruction. Yeah, all right, uh, they're all solo. But our God is the only relational God. Relationship is so important to Him, and it's easy to say all I need is God. That's not right. We need God with skin on, which is why we're in this class to figure out how to be that skin and how to ask others to help be that skin for us. At the same time. We have a responsibility of turning to God and finding that experience with God and recognizing God is with us. He is in us um, and he is with us and he is omniscient and he is omnipresent. And with all of that being said, one of the best exercises that you can do 
if you recognize how God speaks to you and you have a time of hurt that hasn't mm -hmm. been healed, is to actually say, God, where were you in this experience? Where were you in this experience? And in this experience, what were you feeling? What were you feeling? What were you thinking? And what would you like me to know about that experience? God didn't cause that abuse. God didn't cause that hurt. Um, but he was present in that hurt. What was his heart? Linda, you were going to say? Thank you. Um, I hope this isn't too much of a bunny trail, but I can't, it keeps uh, thinking about the woman in the story who, she up and left, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just curious what you would think about how she reacted, because I can just imagine over many years she was feeling hurt because he was more involved in his work than with her and the family mm -hmm. and and so she was experiencing a lot of hurt. He was operating the best he knew how because of his fear of keeping her quote happy. And I'm just thinking, because um, we one of the new topics at Cleansing Stream was rock the boat. And I'm just thinking, yeah, she really rocked the boat. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just curious, what was everybody thinking about her reaction? Meaning her leaving? Her leaving, yeah. I mean, I, not, I don't know that we'll, I don't know that we'll. You know, it's kind of like, are, are you asking, was her, was her rocking the boat, was her leaving almost justified to, to wake him up, well, or? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't, of course, I don't know what, her thinking was totally, but I mean, sometimes, I guess my thinking is sometimes you have to do, you really have to do something to get somebody's attention. If, you know, it's like the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So I'm just thinking over time, she probably had, you know. Unrealistic expectations. She, well, I mean, I think she probably had tried to talk to him, tried to, you know, manipulate or Preferably that's him. that was the and, case. Right. That's what I yeah. was thinking. I but mean, what if, because a lot of times, even in here, we talk about how, you know, we get these good things, you know, and, you know, Gene and Ron presents us with things, Annie and Dave presents us with spaghetti and waffles and things like that. <laughs> right? And we, oh we, 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 it, it opens our eyes. And now, just because it opened our eyes, we go home and we look at that significant other and it's like, didn't you hear that? No, they wasn't there. They didn't get what I got. So they didn't get that relational tool that was presented to me today. Now I have to act on it. Right? Because that person doesn't know. So the that's what I was thinking in that story. It's like, has, has those steps been communicated? Right. Have those things been communicated as well? If it's been communicated and... You know, the boat need to be rocked in, so be it. But to just come up and, you know, I always talk with my, my kids and the grandkids about certain times you can see certain things on their face mm -hmm. and they want you to be a mind reader. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, Papa, I don't like the way you said that, mm -hmm. you know, or yeah. this hurt me or that. Yeah. I mean, we can't not, we cannot, God give us a spirit of discernment to notice something that's going on. Mm -hmm. 
at times, it's like we go to the doctor, right? We go to the doctor, we tell the doctor we got a headache, but our stomach hurt. Yeah. He's treating us for a headache, you know, but it's the stomach. I mean, how are we communicating? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard situation to say that, you know, you know, does something like that, an action like that, rock the boat to make someone wake up? Oftentimes, yes. But is it the go-to? Should we do something drastic? You know, it's, it's um, you know, and I, I'm not even suggesting you are, but I also have a responsibility of making sure that that point's brought out. Uh, um, you know, but it's, it's, it is oftentimes the dramatic. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of the walls of Jericho. Right. Exactly. All right. Wait a second. They're singing. Exactly. What? They're singing. What are these nuts doing? They're singing. Exactly. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. You know, it's like, what are they? They're not even. They're not even saying anything. Right. You just have hundreds of people walking around. What's, you know, I mean, so. What's the whole basis? What's the original? We got to go to God. Yeah. We got to go to God. Sue. I was just going to say, in response to what Linda was asking, I was just going to say that, um, you know, what would have happened if the husband didn't have that response? <laughs> then the woman, so, so on one sense, you could say she had to do yeah. something drastic to wake yeah. him up. Yeah. But like Johnny is saying, um, she can do something drastic and he may still not wake Absolutely. up. So mm. then what is mm. she going to do? She can't be manipulative. Right. Right. She exactly. has to do yeah. what she believes God is calling her to do. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Whatever yeah. his response is. Yeah. One of the greatest things with fear is that we tend to overthink and we do the what ifs. Yeah. yeah. And we do the what ifs and we do the plan and we do the mind games. We do the mind games. Can I just share a little bit from my own experience? Um, and I, I'm sure you don't mind me sharing just some of our vulnerable moments. Because sometimes in relationship, and even in regards to the scenario, the story, we don't know if the man was dealing with hurt either. Right. We don't know if the workaholic theme was just right. to um, allow him to be busy and not deal with his own pain. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes in relationships, we don't right. want to deal with other people's pain. Mm -hmm. yeah. And even from my own experience, like sometimes there could be painful stuff going on with my husband mm -hmm. that I don't know how to deal with. I'm serious. Where sometimes I will retreat. Mm -hmm. But just more recently, and I just because I and I'm not just trying to throw this in for a shout out. I have been making beads like bracelets. Yeah. And I had to ask God, why am I doing this? Right. Like, where did this even come from? Right. And and I realized that it came from some painful moments. Mm. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, really, mm. why am I doing this? What is it for? And and yes, of course, it's for, you know, extra income or right. whatever. God has turned those things around for good. Right. But when I really think about why I got in that room and I start creating, it was in pain. Because mm. when I can remember my first couple of bracelets, I was crying. Right. And I know this is, it sounds crazy and I never even shared it with my husband, right. but it was moments where I would go into my room and I would just pray. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, I don't know how to deal with your son. Not, no, nothing bad was going on, but it was right. just sometimes as wives and mothers and, right. and women, we want to fix it. Yeah. But God has called us to a place when someone else is dealing with some pain right. that we don't know how to deal with to just go and pray. Yeah. 
And so through that, God gave me a gift. Yeah. And I just began to start making bracelets and bracelets and bracelets. And it's like now I just got all these bracelets. And God is, you know, eventually, you know, it's, it's creating a business for me. Thank God. But that's what that came out of. But we don't know what other people's pain is. Not that I wasn't in pain. But through my pain of, of, of seeing someone else's pain and not knowing how to really talk through it and walk through the process at the time as we're maturing now, that's what God birthed in me at that time. Right. So it's, you know, sometimes it's maturity or just waiting, getting away and pray, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not always running. Right. It's not always running. It's just yeah. really, like I said earlier, slowing down. One of the, and in, in, uh, for the resp- uh, respective time here, I want to kind of wrap up, but the, the three points to helping um, <laughs> to um, cast out fear, one of them is living in the love of God, and mm-hmm. it's based on First John 4, 7 through 21. Um, and this is, let us love one another, for love comes from God. For the sake of time, I'm not going to um, read all of that. But that's what you did. Mm-hmm. You got to a point where you're fearful of mm-hmm. what's going on between mm-hmm. you and inside mm-hmm. of Johnny. But God drew you to a spot where your heart of compassion, you live the love mm-hmm. of God mm-hmm. through those prayers. For your husband, yeah, right. you know, and yeah. and doing that will help cast out the fear of what's going on in our relationship. Will this last? I'm going to kill yeah. him, you know. No, <laughs> no, no. Of course, I'm human, and there's those moments too. You want to just go and run, but you run and retreat to God until He gives you the. Yeah, I mean that's that's the other option when 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 we're having challenges. It's the pain of potential. It's the pain of potential. It's the pain of potential. You know? Um, David. David, real quick. Real quick. I'm thinking a lot about what you said, Linda. And the idea of that rock in the boat, I think in the story, was the two of them together at the counselor. Where he was able to draw that out of him. Mm -hmm. That was the rock in the boat. Her leaving wasn't the rock in the boat. Her leaving was the world influence and just mm-hmm. dealing with it on their own mm-hmm. and you don't we don't know how long they had been apart we don't know how mm-hmm. long they had been trying to figure out how to put it back together mm-hmm. if that was possible but I think the rocking the boat was the time with the counselor mm-hmm. where she yeah. could hear his heart right. and then he could then res- mm-hmm. she was able to then respond with sharing her heart great and I know for us that was kind of what happened for us too. It was, we're both dealing with these things and you know, like the story, I'm working really hard to provide all these things because she she wants all these things. Well, she's thinking, oh, I want all these things so we can go together and have this fun time and and be together. But they're just things trying to, and they're doing this. Right. Right. And it took getting to the counselor to be able to draw things out yeah, of each of them cool. for mm-hmm. them to realize yeah. that they were both kind of operating out of fear. They were both kind of operating out of hurt and yeah. to break each other's heart yeah. for each other. Great, but great. that it took, that was the rock in the boat, not so much right. leaving. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that messed things up, but that was, that was the part, that of, that was all the the surface, yeah. part of the surface yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, that was good. That's really good. Okay. Um, Anyways, go ahead. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Just sort of going back on what Renee was saying, um, when she was making those beads, right, she's sitting there praying, and I always come back to the verse, God will give you the desires of your heart. 
in the original, I don't remember if it's Greek or Hebrew, because um, I remember if it's an old or new testament, I'm terrible at addresses on verses, but he will give you the desires of your heart. In the original language there, that give is also used in birth. Mm. So he will birth the desires of your heart. So in wow. giving you the desire for That's your husband's good. health, like he, he in answering birth. that, he, he also birthed a new thing for you. Yeah, yeah. I received so, that. Uh, yeah. But that also comes. That also comes when it is those desires are in alignment with God. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's yes. not yes. just I desire yeah, exactly. a million dollar house right. for my right. body. Yes, I was like, okay. So again, we're we're over, yeah. but I want to. The other two points is is thanking God for His love. Yeah, exactly. When we operate in gratitude for the love that has been shown to us, that reproduces the love. So operating in the gratitude. The last is um is is bringing out First John um, four. All right, love one another. Love comes from God, right? Um, we love because He first loved us. In that passage, um, that's uh, verse seven through twenty one. Love is used 25 times, all right? Uh, in it, we can realize that love casts out fear. Fear expects punishment or condemnation. God's love is supportive and protective. And when we experience these aspects of God's love, fear cannot reside. But oftentimes, experience is not as n- enough. We have to believe and rely. We have to have faith. We have to stand firm. Enjoy work. We have to stand firm. All right. And and that standing firm I think is one of the most difficult things that we can do. Alright? There's over four hundred years between the Old Testament and the New Testament where there was nothing seen from God. Four hundred years. Are we willing to stand firm? So, uh, Lord, we thank you for your time today. We thank you for your words. We ask, Lord, that those things that um, really need to settle into our hearts do so, and those things that are distracting or confusing or or, um, uncertain, Lord, just get put to the wayside. We only, Lord, want to meditate on what you have for us today. So we just ask your your blessings, your peace, your presence, and um, your um, Holy Spirit to grow within us so that we become more of who you are, which is love. We just ask your blessings upon each and every single person here, on the travels, on the weather, um, for finances, for provision, Lord, in so many different ways. We thank you for your love. And we just, um, yeah, we just praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Julie. Um, you some no, Jackie. Um, Jackie has moved into her new house, so I get to go clean carpets. Um, she's allergic to cats, and there was a cat upstairs, so I have to clean the carpet. Um, and that's all on.